Driver. My name is Brandon Weber, and after this most recent episode, we're now down to the final four. So, Scott, I hope that you would do better on a Survivor Borneo quiz than Rudy did on the quiz <laughs> about uh, Borneo culture. I, you know, thinking through that part, I really don't think I would have done much better than Rudy at all because I think I also zoned out during the the clues that were given. Yeah, well, we'll get into it, but that's one of the classic scenes for Rudy of this whole season. It's just him going around, <laughs> uh, reading the questions. And I don't saying, know. I don't know. <laughs> and uh, meanwhile, the others are giving detailed responses as to what Jeff was talking about in this story. Rudy operates from a, a position of power, even though he doesn't really show it. And he, he clearly doesn't need to care about any of these challenges. <laughs> yep. That is definitely true. In this episode, we're going to see Sean finally get voted out by the Alliance, but there's a lot that goes on before this, and it seems like Sean might not have been the original target, so I can't wait to get into it with you. Oh, yeah. So we're going to open the episode on day 34. Uh, So this is almost the end of week five of them being uh, on the island, and... Basically, we open on a conversation about how dumb Rattana was and how meaningless the tribe of Rattana was. Yeah, I feel like we get a lot of really cool sociopathic Richard quotes from this episode. And this is just kind of the start. How he's like, yeah, Rattana was so stupid. There was no, there's never a Rattana. There was never a Pagong or a Toggy. It was just the Alliance and everyone else. You're part of us or you're out. And I mean, he's right. That's exactly what happened. I kind of think we all saw that coming uh, a few episodes ago, but he's done it. Richard's the king. Yeah, he eventually settles on that it was 16 individuals, four in an alliance with him, and a bunch of other ones. Uh, Did this strike you as interesting that he says four in an alliance with him? Is he counting himself or is he counting Sean? Oh, that's a really good catch there. I would have to assume if he phrased it that way, he was including Sean. And he, I I have a feeling he probably didn't actually include Sean, but you know how it goes. You're all just talking. So we're all part of the Alliance, guys. And then you kick him to the curb when you feel like it. <laughs> right. I guess it, it ended up being like the Toggy Alliance. And so Sean is just included in that. So that's kind of the only meaning that Toggy ends up having in the in the season. Although Sue says that she thinks Toggy did have meaning, uh, and Richard kind of like half-heartedly goes along with it, like in front of the group. But then in the camera quote, he's like, "Yeah, Toggy was meaningless too." Yeah, I had. You remember my thoughts from episode one of of this podcast about Richard, and just like immediately not liking him, and like, what does this guy think he is? But I have to give him credit; he really did find his place in this show and completely took over, even though he was just a goofy guy in a branch several episodes ago. Right. So Sean is noticing that everybody is kind of going around telling everybody a different story to appease them and make them think that they're gonna go with them to the end of the game and his plan is going to be to make sure that Rudy votes for Sue at the next tribal council because he feels like 
they're going to probably come for him and he wants to get somebody on his side to vote for somebody else. Right. And then it's that seems so funny when it's just like so confusing about what who's allying with who there's so many conversations going on. But there was also I think it was Rich talking to Sue where he's talking about how he he pretty much thinks he has Rudy in his back pocket. Like Rudy's going to follow his vote no matter what. And I have a feeling that's true. And I also have a feeling that Sean has no idea that that's true and probably has no chance of ever knowing that that is a thing that that relationship is rock solid. Uh, But yeah, I like that Sean's coming up with the plan here. It's nice to see him come up with a plan strategize at all uh, clearly it's not going to help at this point but when i was watching the episode i was like all right good luck shawnee boy <laughs> yeah well you said uh rich thinks he has rudy in his back pocket and that is definitely true because rudy says to us that uh his word is good and if somebody betrays him he'll get even with them <laughs> you know rudy uh talks about not wanting to see any of these people again afterwards and he he doesn't like Richard because his friends wouldn't like that he's friends with a homo and all that fun uh all those fun quotes from this episode but I would actually be so surprised if they left the show and were not at least they didn't keep in touch afterwards because it really does seem like Rudy uh looks up to Richard in a weird kind of way yeah I don't I, I surprisingly didn't completely follow the uh rich and rudy friendship after the show um but i have to imagine that there was at least some uh communication between them and he he probably did see them again not just at the reunion show but like in general in in regular life maybe for like a holiday or a birthday or something well yeah i'm sure uh rudy is still alive today and I know you can't talk about that, so I'm going to just uh, display my hopes for everybody. I'm sure Rudy is still alive, and uh, Rudy and Rich are having barbecues all the time, and we're going to get a Facebook video of that pretty soon as well. Maybe for Rudy's like great-great-grandson's gender reveal or something, <laughs> we'll get a WWE <laughs> match with Richard as the ref. Great. Yes, I expect to see that very soon. So Kelly tells us that she has never really trusted Rich, but she is doing a pretty good job at aligning herself with him and, and you know, being in his camp and, you know, having him trust her and think that she is fully in um, in with him to, to the end of the game. Yeah. Um, to me, this episode, it seemed like she was doing a good job of annoying Rich, personally. <laughs> Just like... I think this is pretty close to the episode in the episode where she's just like basically tattling to Rich about what's going on with Sue. And she's like, and she said this and then did this. And I can't believe this. And, and Rich is just like, yeah, oh my gosh. So true. And it really did seem like a kid, like going up to their parent and like explaining a situation to like their parent that is like, just trying to like get through it. And it's, I think it, it might be later, but like, Rich makes like a face as soon as uh, Kelly walks away. He's, he makes like a like he, you know, like he sticks his tongue out and like crosses his eyes, like he's like, "Oh my gosh, she just won't stop." So it's really funny to hear Kelly uh, speak about Rich this way. 
Yeah, I think it's clear here that Rich is just over this whole thing, and he he just wants to, like, get it over with, and, like, I mean, to him, he just wants to, like, win as soon as possible and then leave and go back to his regular life. Like, in his eyes, he is controlling this. He is in a good position, and he's just, like, it's just going through the motions at this point, and he wants to go home. You're so right. He really does seem like he thinks he has that much control over the show that he's just in a rush to end it like not even in a, in a rush to to get out in any way possible like he just knows he's gonna win so let's just end this thing as soon as possible uh so i can get my million dollars and go home and retire next to my best friend rudy right yeah basically we get kind of the story from kelly at the beginning of this episode about her relationships with the Pagong members about how she thought it was part of the plan that she was supposed to pretend to mm-hmm. like befriend them and you know get intel from them but then really she was acting as double agent and she's like why is Sue so annoyed by this like this was part of the game but to Sue it's like well that's fine but you're the only one that's going to look good to the jury members at the end because you're the one who got close to them and you know pretended to not be in an alliance which you clearly were it sounds like sue might be hating the player and not the game again even though like i keep harping on she keeps saying ah it's just a game these guys take it way too seriously well well sue you do too i know i've said that 800 times on this show but come on so come on yeah, and she, her main uh, point to Richard is that Pagong kept wanting to vote Richard off, but she never went along with their plan, never never voted for Rich, as far as I remember. I think she only didn't vote with the Alliance when the other group of people was voting for somebody else on Pagong, or Sean, maybe. I think she voted for Sean a couple times, and she'll vote for him again in this episode. But for the most part, she's steered clear of voting for the alliance even when she didn't officially vote with them yeah it that's that's so true it it really does seem maybe we're missing stuff behind the scenes again but it really seems like this drama is coming out of nothing and they've just been on the island and they're kind of sick of each other probably a little bit probably spending a little too much time around each other because it's like kelly really hasn't done a whole lot of backstabbing from from what i've seen and you know her looking good at the end because she was nice to Pagong. Like, I don't know. That seems like she would have been thinking so far ahead in order to... Like, she would have had to known to have known that all of Pagong would be voted off before she befriended all of them. Like, I don't know. I, I disagree with Sue here. I think she likes... I think she's a drama queen, I'll say it. And I think she likes the idea of being stabbed in the back so that she can talk about it on TV. I'll, I'll call her out right now, Sue. Sorry. Oh, well, Sue, if you're listening, we still love you as a TV character. We know you're listening. Yeah, we we love you as a TV character, but you heard it here. Stop yeah. with the drama. <laughs> Stop with the drama. An interesting thing that Rich says here is that uh, when Kelly asked if they were mad at her, it was his chance to come in and smooth the apple cart. Is this a saying that you're familiar with? Uh, smooth the apple cart. I've never heard that in my life, and I, it doesn't make any sense when I'm thinking about the physics of what that would even mean yeah i'm gonna do a quick uh quick search here um our new research segment on the show (laughs) brandon googles popular phrases and we figure out what they actually mean 
yeah, I can't immediately find anything. There's <laughs> nothing on Smooth the Apple Cart. Maybe I misheard. Uh, maybe I misheard Richard here. If if you Google it and Richard's quote comes up, we know it's not a real thing. <laughs> yeah. And then he, he calls her Kelsbells, which I think is a, a cool nickname. I like it. Yeah, he calls her Kelsbells and then immediately after makes a face at the camera like he's so done with dealing with her. <laughs> well, give him credit. He's He's good at the manipulation part of this. It's going to be, oh man, I wish there were also podcasts which with each of the people after uh, the show because I really want to see how their reactions are to seeing how manipulated they really were during all of this. Like, Rich is totally two-facing everybody constantly. Right, literally, with the sticking out his tongue and being one face. Yeah, and then the other face just being his normal face, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but he knows that if Sue and Kelly are fighting, then that's his advantage because they won't be able to, like, team up against him like they were planning if they're constantly, like, arguing with each other and hate each other's guts. Yeah, he's a smart guy. Um, I, I still think it was a really dumb decision for any of them to vote Sean out, but we'll get to that later. Yeah. First, uh, right after this, Sue is going to go spearfishing, but she's going to swell up her hand pretty bad with a raised thing. Yeah, that looked really nasty, and she was describing it uh, in a, a good old-fashioned Midwestern way that made it sound really horrible. But um, is is Richard uh, staying true to his promise to, to fish less? Is that still going on? Is that why we have Sue out here? I don't know, because I think at this point, Rich was going to start fishing like crazy again to feed really feed the toggies right. more than he wanted to feed the gongs but maybe maybe we'll see once sean is gone he'll really feed the like the four the main four more than he would even when sean's there sue getting like destroyed by a single ray i hate to say it it kind of does lend some credit to richard and i always made fun of him for stabbing these helpless rays that are just floating there at like 0.5 miles per hour like, oh, you, you caught him. Good for you. But, like, I guess they really are pretty dangerous. Like, that's got to hurt really bad. If that was, like, one or two stings and her hand's just swollen. Yeah, Rich definitely uh, has the fishing down at this point. We'll see if he gets into it uh, next week. But he's desperate to go home. We talked about this. Uh, and this quote, he, he says, Maintaining some kind of a thumb on every, all of these different people's personalities that I care very little about uh, is exhausting. Right. Yeah, I think a little earlier, or maybe this is where he says that some people uh, may say what he's doing is Machiavellian. And he's like, oh, I don't, I don't know if I agree with that. But when you say stuff like that, uh, yeah, that's like a pretty clear uh, line of comparison to draw. <laughs> Yes, definitely. Uh, we get so much here from Richard about just wanting to go home, and it's a, it's a bit, it's a bit overbearing with just like, okay, we get it. Like all of them want to go home. We get like yeah. tiny quotes from Sean and Sue about like they miss their family or they miss their restaurants, um, but Rich is just like over and over. I want to go home. Yeah, and I did want to make a quick note that he spread out a Target towel. But it was face down. I don't know if that was uh, something he was asked to do. Like, oh, Target didn't pay us for this episode. Maybe they're all asked to do that after the brand deals in, but they still have these items lying around. 
you can use the target tile just don't show any of the target logos to the cameras please that's uh funny that you picked up on that i didn't notice that uh but yeah i mean i wouldn't be surprised if they're like they paid for six <laughs> six shots of the logo you know we can't we can't show the towel again how great would it be if these brands were trying to come up with like what item are they going to keep using that we can put our logo on like a toothbrush or something like they're going to use it every single day let's let's get as much screen time as possible for as little money as possible i'm surprised nobody tried to pay for the uh at the sponsor of Rowdy Rudy's Diner, the, <laughs> like had Kelly like sew it into the back, like the Target logo. Is it possible that is just the name of a real restaurant and it's all a coincidence? Oh my gosh. Well, that's another thing we'll have to look up after the show. <laughs> so the next day we're going to get tree mail, which is just a bucket of mud. Uh, but there's a note in the mud and <laughs> Sue... Sue uh, very appropriately says that she thinks it's a clue that they're going to have to dig in the uh, in the challenge, I guess. But really, they just had to dig to get the, the clue out of the bucket. Yeah, it seemed like she like stuck her hands in and she's like, oh, that was gross. I guess the, the clue is the bucket of mud. <laughs> and then Rudy's like, well, clearly we have to keep digging here. <laughs> like, <laughs> just pull some mud out, please. Yep. Um. And Jeff says that he thinks that this mud volcano challenge will ease the tension between the contestants. Um, And we've seen this mud volcano before. I'm assuming this is the one and only mud volcano. I think they said it was, didn't they? From Pagong Beach. Uh, I don't remember. I know he said that the next challenge was at Pagong Beach, but I didn't hear him say that for this one. But um, yeah, I mean, this this volcano is one of the uh, one of the items that transcends the whole season with Pagong getting to use it at the beginning and now Toggy finally gets to use it. Yeah, it's kind of funny that it's such a clear uh, difference between these two tribes because Pagong just did it for fun and really kind of bonded in that strange moment and now Toggy or what's left of Toggy is doing it only for a challenge but they still kind of do have a good time doing it together. They just need to gain something from it afterwards. Right. So this challenge is each contestant is going to have to use their body to transport mud from the mud volcano into their specified bucket. And then those buckets are going to be weighed at the end to see which of them was able to get the most mud. Um, as far as all the challenges go in this season, where does this stack up in terms of your desire to uh, compete in it along with the survivors? Uh, I would not. I don't know. If I was out there for a zillion days, like 34 days, maybe I would want to do it. But um, watching it, it, I found it to be a pretty disturbing uh, and also kind of uh, an interesting uh, experiment because I really had it. Tr- a hard time telling differentiating between the different people is like they they just kind of look like mud blobs right now basically the reward is going to be i guess they get like one bud light at first is like the the immediate reward <laughs> which and- seemed so lame immediately you're just like oh okay i think people were supposed to ooh and ah over that and they're just like oh a, a single beer thank you jeff but the the main part of the reward is that they're going to be boated, blindfolded, to a mysterious bar, I think is the <laughs> quote, 
uh, have some more drinks and watch the first five minutes of Survivor. Yeah, the first five minutes, which is pretty much just Jeff, by the way. I think it might be 90% Jeff in the first five minutes of the first episode of Survivor. Yeah, I think this is pretty good marketing for that like random area of the world in like where the show is being filmed to be like, I'm Jeff. Like that's me on TV right there for, <laughs> for five minutes. You know. Yeah, it really did seem like Jeff was eating it up a lot more than Kelly was during that scene. He was like, "Yes, I haven't had a good uh, TV show deal in a long time." But when he announces that this is the reward, I think like Richard was actually very excited yeah, about this one. He was. Yeah. He's like, oh. <laughs> He was like, I like that. So, uh, yeah, sadly, Richard and, and uh, Jeff didn't get to share a drink. Uh, but I'm sure Jeff is probably happier that Kelly won. I think he really took advantage of this opportunity to, like, take Kelly out to a bar. And, like, everybody's kind of, like, there are more people in this bar, and it's very awkward. Well, I, I thought it was a little bit awkward. It, um, it was awkward. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, they're going to do this challenge and I don't know they're all just going for it covering themselves with mud I think Kelly has the edge maybe she like put a lot in her her hair I didn't really see how they were really doing it but she she wins fairly handily I guess Sean was close but she, she she's gonna win it she has more more mud than everyone else is not... it possible that Kelly was storing some of the mud in her mouth because that could be a good strategy and if Jeff doesn't say no to that they also probably wouldn't show that because it might be too disturbing. Yeah, I think it might have been too disturbing. Yeah. Um, I wasn't surprised that Rudy finished in fifth place. Uh, just seems like the others are probably taking a lot more trips back and forth than Rudy was able to get. I don't even think Rudy's really trying. He's he's like he said it before himself. He's he's not going to win the, any of the physical challenges. You know, he'll put his ten pounds in. Uh, but he's not, he's why bother trying and, and making himself look silly. Right. Um, the main thing I, t I took away from this afterwards is that when dry, when mud dries on people, it is just so disgusting and looks like they've actually turned gray and brown. It looks like they were covered in ashes to me. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're all pretty gross. Um, Kelly's going to win, and she's not going to get to go to this bar until nighttime, obviously. So they go back to camp, um, and she says that hopefully she's on a winning streak. And, uh, well, in the next challenge, she's going to win as well. So she does seem to be on a little bit of a, of a streak here. Yeah, and good for Kelly that she didn't have to bring anybody with her because that, especially at this point in the game, that's apparently like the worst thing you could ever possibly do bring someone with you above everybody else so i think she kind of had a break there for not having to choose somebody do you think she would have picked uh richard at this point i think yeah everyone's schmoozing for richard right now but how hilarious would it be if she picked sean it's just like what you would not do for me i shall do for you that'd be she just tries to play the uh i'm a good person card for the the council at the end Right. Yeah, I don't think uh, Kelly wants to spend much more time with Sean at this point. <laughs> no, that becomes uh, very apparent. Yes. Uh, so Jeff is going to come pick Kelly up to take her to the bar, blindfolded, which I, 
I don't think the blindfold was very necessary. It's a little bit a uh, little bit creeper ish of him to blindfold her. Well, the reason they do that is because it is a secret bar, and if these people are ever back in Borneo, you know, going on an adventure, they don't want people to know exactly where they went in the boat to get to the random bar. Are you saying this is like a speakeasy? Yeah, it's an underground speakeasy on Borneo, and definitely not like right next to all the like production trailers and all that fun stuff. Yeah, how much do you think these... uh patrons of the bar got paid to go to the bar on this on this uh scene um they all just looked jazzed to be on tv so it's possible it was nothing but they were the most extras extras of all time it was so clear i always look at the extras in tv shows and i just like when they're having a conversation you can like kind of tell it's fake and you're like what are they talking about they're talking about the weather are they talking about like are they just mumbling and these guys were just having mumble conversations absolutely and they're like smiling because you can kind of tell like uh look we're on tv (laughs) but it yeah it it was so it was it was not a natural bar scene at all no um as far as jeff and kelly's conversation anything stick out to you as uh surprising or interesting yeah uh jeff starts the conversation with just being so casual and just like oh so pretty cool uh a contest i wonder how it's all gonna turn out and then kelly just immediately starts like confessing uh all of her like crazy drama and and jeff's just kind of sitting there still responding with the most like boilerplate like oh yeah it's pretty crazy wonder how it's all gonna turn out here on survivor (laughs) he's he's totally still being a host but kelly's just like spilling her soul I think he's he's responding in a, in a very similar way to how Richard responds to her bringing the drama to him. Oh, really? Earlier. Just just in terms of in the moment, like giving like the oh yeah, like you did the right thing, or it's yeah. not, it's okay, you know, all that, all those just the gen- most general thing. Yeah. yeah. Um, what stuck out to me is at the beginning, Jeff says, uh, "There's cigarettes if you're so inclined." Like what? <laughs> That is interesting. Why? I didn't notice that. Why are? We, okay. Yeah. I mean, it was 2000, but come on, come on, Jeff. If Kelly doesn't smoke, then don't encourage her at this yeah, juncture. He, he just wanted to get another brand deal, and he's like, "Oh no, Siggies. Okay. You don't like Camel cigarettes? Is that a brand of cigarettes? <laughs> yeah. Oh. Yeah. It is. That's strange because everybody likes them here on Survivor. <laughs> Yeah, maybe that was a deleted scene. <laughs> um, but she gets a lot of pasta, um, which oh man, that's got to be such a good meal after like barely having any like carbs and stuff throughout this process. I'm sure. Um, it didn't look very good to me though. It looked like really cheap spaghetti. But oh, that that was probably like a store bought box of pro- pasta <laughs> and a you know. A jar of uh, tomato sauce, but I think after only eating like rays for five weeks, you know, she's probably doing okay with the pasta. Yeah. Oh yeah, we're down in that whole thing. Yes, please. Yeah. Uh, the other quote that stuck out to me from Kelly was, "We're not evil. We just play bad people on TV." <laughs> she always has a fun way of rationalizing uh, her actions. <laughs> It's gone from uh, like, oh, I don't know if I want to be this. No, no, we're not evil. No, I don't think so. Just our characters. Right. Um, 
then they're finally going to watch the first five minutes of Survivor, and uh, you know when Kelly comes on the screen, they they she gets a big cheer from the people at yeah. the at the bar. It's very meta. It it is meta. It's very strange. Um, I really thought that Jeff seemed, like I said, to be very excited to watch it maybe more so than kelly he's like that's me this is me five minutes is like so little though like i wouldn't i don't know i probably wouldn't even be that excited to see five minutes i guess you get to see the whole intro she got to see the oh, da, oh, da, 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 da. And she like got to see her face come up on the screen and whatever but she probably did she even have any i guess they probably did introductions as well where where they briefly you know say something to the camera I don't remember if that happened in the first episode or not. I don't think so, but you did say that you really loved the intro to this show, so maybe it's you know pretty exciting. That's true. But I think I think it really was Jeff just wanted to watch himself on TV. I think you're <laughs> I think you're right about that. Kelly was like I don't know looking at her like food or something. He's like tapping her on the shoulder. He's like look, look, watch this part. Watch this part right here. Oh my gosh, they got a, the the good side of me, Kelly. Look at this. Yeah, li- listen to this awesome line I said. It was so good. <laughs> I ad-libbed that. No one will tell you this, but I ad-libbed that. It was not in the script, Kelly. Where are you going, Kelly? <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, at least Kelly can't, like, they, she didn't have, like, a cell phone to just stare down the whole time that they were watching it. So she had to, like, she didn't have much to distract her from the uh, from watching it with Jeff. Yeah, it, it may, I mean, I know they didn't have cell phones because they weren't, allowed to have cell phones but i think this may have been before the times where everyone was constantly staring down at your phone uh with flip phones you could pretty easily send a text message without even looking at the screen by just tapping away on those you know number buttons right so it's possible jeff sent several text messages while he was going "Mm, yep mm -hmm, yep okay to kelly The next day, Sue and Kelly are going to sort of patch things up with each other, but Sue does verbalize that she's going to align with Rich instead of Kelly, but that they're going to be civil to each other. Um, They do say that neither of them is going to let the other one get to the three, which I thought was interesting. Yeah, well, Sue said it first. Let's make a note of that. Kelly was like, I just got to make it to the top three, and then you guys can do whatever you want and and sells sue's like no i'm not going to let you which i don't know what that means that's very threatening you you only get one vote sue so i don't know what she's going to do to kelly to prevent her from advancing but it's not when the next challenge i'll tell you that much who's more threatening in this episode sue or rudy sue or rudy what what did rudy do that was threatening I said he'll do something to him, and he has friends back home who will take care oh, of yeah. people who wrong him. <laughs> okay, yep, definitely Rudy. I forgot that happened. Yeah, he <laughs> what does has that mean? several friends uh, with guns and other weaponry, <laughs> probably. So I'm a bit more scared of Rudy. That I mean, Sue does have like giant trucks at her disposal, probably as a truck driver. Um, so I, I don't know. E- either one is pretty threatening, honestly. Uh, like Sean said, not an honest one in the bunch. Poor guys just trying to cope with uh, just a bunch of mad men just at each other's necks. He didn't belong. He, he, I'm afraid he did not belong. 
Sean says he knows that he needs to win, or he thinks he needs to win immunity in order to stay. Um, and he thinks that he can exploit the fight between Kelly and Sue to get, I think it was Kelly on his side to vote for Sue. Is that right? I think I think that's right. He mm. wants to get some votes on Sue here. No one is going to side with Sean, unfortunately. I mean, who, who possibly le- left could ever side with him? Literally no one. They, they have this tight-knit group. They don't even care. That's the weird thing. They don't even care that Sean's not a threat. They're just like, he's not, he's not one of our group, so he's got to go. Yeah, it's interesting looking back at this season from a perspective of having watched so much more Survivor because mm-hmm. Sean is like the least, the least threatening to me uh, at this point of the five. Like in yeah. terms of like, he won a reward challenge, I think, but he's just he's just putzing around, honestly. Like, I don't know. It's it's incredible that he's made it this far by really not caring about anything, and every strategy he's had has been like pointless. It hasn't helped at all. But he's made it this far, probably from people completely ignoring him as a, a contestant until now for whatever reason there's like yeah get him out who left him in here vote him out yeah i think it yeah it might just be that they feel like the four of them are more deserving of of moving forward than sean is that's probably what it is they probably it's probably not even about advantage they just all have that ego where they're like he doesn't really top four people and one of them, Sean, like, what does that say about the rest of us? Did we get here by skill? Not if Sean's in the game, get him out. Right. Um, they're going to get tree mail for their immunity challenge and it comes with a camera and they get to watch uh, the survivor witch project video that Jeff has sent them. Have you seen the Blair witch project? No, but I'm familiar with that whole phenomenon where it was like advertised as this real life found footage movie, a horror movie. You guys aren't going to believe this. It's like actually real. So a lot of people actually bought into that and like thought it was like a real, like real footage of this crazy thing happening. Yeah. Jeff, I think does a pretty good job here in his uh in his video he's like he's like sweating and like i don't know i think he does a pretty good job and i think they enjoy it he's providing them entertainment after all like their yeah. days are so long and boring and he's giving them something to laugh at yeah he probably uses that footage in his acting reel when he's you know trying to get a spot on the next survivor season i actually have no idea if he's still doing the show i i hope he is it's funny. Yeah, that's probably every after every season he shows that same video <laughs> from season one. Like, this is what I can do for your show. These are my acting chops. You're really gonna turn me down? Yeah, exactly. Um, we get a little monologue from Jeff before the challenge about how uh, the island has traditions and superstitions, and disrespecting the jungle will, you know, cause you to pay the price. Um, right. And the, the challenge is going to be, he's going to ask them, uh, qu- or there's going to be questions on these different masks around the jungle, I guess. Mm-hmm. And they need to answer the question correctly and video themselves answering it. And then we get this, we get this story about the island 
um, and they're going to have to take everything in and me basically memorize this story so that they can yeah, answer the questions. He's giving them the answers to the test, which makes it uh, the most unintense test of all time, if you can remember them, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anything from this story stick out to you as... Uh, yeah, actually. Uh, he said, snakes bring good luck. Joel chased away a snake, and whoa, he got kicked off the very same day at Tribal Council. <laughs> it's just like, oh... Oh, it was a snake that got him kicked off? I thought it was because everyone hated him because he was being condescending to everybody. But no, it was it was actually because he, he scared away a sacred snake. To me, this is... Yeah, that's my least favorite part of this story because we have footage, video footage, of <laughs> yeah. Richard, like, taunting a snake and, like, throwing it in the water. <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah, everyone's... The cameramen were, like, putting their cameras right in that snake's face, and Richard's like, yeah, I don't really give a crap about snakes. And he's just, like, basically swinging it around over his head and, like, th throwing it. And Richard is... He's the King Cobra. Right. Yeah, he... Maybe because Richard is a snake, he can just <laughs> do whatever he wants, and it's fine. He commands the snakes. Yeah, so for those of you who haven't watched this episode and heard this story in a little bit, I'll kind of run through the bullet points that they're going to have to answer questions about in the challenge. Uh, it starts. He starts by saying everything in this story is true, which I think is like a, a red flag that not everything in this story <laughs> is true. I think he was saying that these things happened and also these other things happen. Maybe there's not a, a correlation. I think he, he's very careful to say like tradition or culture says that this yeah. happens. And so I guess maybe that is true that culture says that that is a thing. Uh, but I just thought that was funny. Like if it's true, you usually don't yeah. have to say that it's true. It's also the least mysterious way to like start off a story. Like, okay, so I can disregard literally everything you're about to tell me. <laughs> right. Sweet. Basically, sacrificing a goat brings good luck. So the sacrifice ritual is that they have to find a banyan tree, the largest banyan tree, and the high priestess sacrifices the goat. Uh, the next part is about if you're in the jungle and you're lost, don't call out somebody's name because the tree... I, I shouldn't laugh. Maybe this is uh, this is sacred stuff. But the tree spirits can basically catch the name and they can repeat it later at like a different location in the jungle to force people to get lost and go like the wrong way on their paths that, that happens all the time in the tv show lost by the way there's like these whispers that come out of the forest so i wonder if jeff saying this was the inspiration for this this also happens in the hunger games series oh uh, oddly enough there are like these birds that are basically uh they're like half engineered and they can like repeat sounds that they hear. And so if you like have somebody that you're, you know, torturing and the bird picks up the sound, then the bird can like repeat the sound around the person that cares about the person being tortured. And it just like freaks, the it's used to like freak out the contestants in the Hunger Games. So Dang, there's, there's torture in the Hunger Games. I thought that show or that story was about children. Well, it's, my word! It's about children, but uh, yeah, you should read it. <laughs> All right, 
Uh, so then, basically, to get rid of this curse, basically, you are supposed to make a circle of vine, and then you basically walk through it and say your own name, and then you reclaim it as your own, and the, the tree spirits can't use it to uh, get you lost again. Is it any circle of vine? Because I wouldn't worry about calling names out if it was that easy to reclaim them. I think he did say any circle of vine. I don't remember. Mm, just have a few circles of vine at the edge of the the jungle, so when you're walking out, you can reclaim your name real fast. Right. No just problem. Gotta, I just gotta find a vine circle to reclaim my yeah. name, and then I'll be right there. I'll be. Hang I'll on, be to the, I'll be to the bar in five minutes. I yeah. just gotta reclaim my name. Okay. Gotta reclaim the name again. All right. Uh, then he talks about since the merge, every person's torch who was gonna be voted out that night was blown out by the wind and had to be relit for Jeff to snuff it at the end. Right. That struck a chord with people, by the way. At least Callie, she was like, that's actually true. That's happened every single time. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, we'll get to it because it comes up with Sean's torch, but they don't relight Sean's torch. So I think this is a bunch of crap. I think this is a bunch of crap. Yeah, you know what? I think Jeff lied about this stuff. It's not real. Yeah, come on, Jeff. I'm going to stop reclaiming my name when I leave jungles. I've been doing that for a long time. Yeah, you might not have to, Scott. Could be a bunch of baloney. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Yeah. Uh, The next part is about that he's been blowing a conch shell before (laughs) tribal council. And uh, apparently a conch shell would release a storm to cleanse the headhunters from their sins. Uh, of beheading people in their in their jobs, I guess. That's incredibly creepy. But I also like the idea that he's telling the contestants that production basically found out partway through the show that we we got to call in the storm with the conch to uh, bless the headhunters or forgive them or whatever. It's like, oh, okay, Jeff, that's interesting. Well, the survivors are the headhunters, so I actually like this uh, this metaphor that they have to be cleansed after they sacrifice one of their own at the end of the, the vote. Oh, that is cool. I didn't make that connection. Yeah. Has it really been raining at every tribal council since he's been doing that? We'll have to go back. It's rained at a bunch. Uh, it seems like it just rains. Isn't it a rainforest? Yeah, I think it just <laughs> rains, and it's just like, yeah, see, it rains every three days, yeah. but it really rains. I mean, we get the quote from Colleen last episode that was like, yesterday it was raining, today it's raining, right. t- tomorrow it's going to rain. So I think it just rains, but yeah. f- fair, fair enough, fair enough. Or like, maybe... Jeff is just always playing that conch, though. Like, he goes back to the trailer, and he's like, ooh, Mary had a little lamb. I just learned that. And then down come the rains from the heavens. Yep. Uh, Then he talks about the snakes and how a snake brings good luck, but if you taunt it, it'll bring you bad luck. And we get the convenient story about how Joel taunted a snake and chased it or something, and then he got (laughs) voted off. It couldn't have been because of, couldn't have been because of his chauvinistic tendis, tendencies. Uh, and yeah. Cow, cow, laughing at the cow comment. I guess it must have been the snake. Although, to be fair, Jeff is telling this to people that probably really didn't know that about Joel, or they didn't know it very well. They right. maybe only heard a few things about it. They probably only got like Jervis's recounting of the <laughs> event, and like Joel said this cow comment. Uh, yeah, it was. It definitely wasn't me. <laughs> yeah, Jervis did manage to completely skirt past any responsibility for saying that. 
Yeah. Uh, so they're all gonna, and then I think he closes with like, I've given you all the information you need to succeed at today's challenge. Uh, if this is where attention. Rudy like wide eyes, he's like, oh no, we were supposed to pay attention to all of that. Well, that, Rudy, that me. Rudy even struggles to like read the uh, questions. He's like stumbling <laughs> and slurring. It's very funny. It's. Uh, it, I've seen a few uh, older people that read the same way, where they just kind of skip like half the words and just kind of get the idea of it. And <laughs> yeah. it's like, but really not the idea because you missed a few very crucial words. And it's like, I don't know. <laughs> yes. Uh, so we're gonna get to the challenge. I actually really like this challenge, mostly because of Rudy. But I don't know. I think it's a fun challenge for them to like be carrying around these cameras and videoing themselves and. You know. Yeah, it's fun, but it didn't seem like they were going for fun with the music and the fact that they called this the Survivor Witch Project. It sounded like they were going for intense and scary and walking around and answering questions that you already know the answer to is neither in broad daylight, by the way, is neither intense or scary. So, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. That is I the, don't know. That is the theme <laughs> of this scene. Uh <laughs> Basically, we get some some you know contestants answering questions, and then every so often we jump into Rudy, and uh, he he has three scenes in here, and it ends with I don't know all three times. Well, well, it's fair still in the air to conch show. I don't know. What is the one event that has overshadowed the departure to most of the survivors from Tribal Council? I don't know. He didn't even say like a vote or like he could have said something that was. He didn't relevant. care at all. He was like, no. "I have no chance of getting this." I completely zoned out. Took a short nap when when Jeff was telling us this stuff. So yeah, but he still walked around like maybe he could answer one of them. Yeah, and then uh... if the spirits cause you to become lost in the jungle, what should you do to find your way home? I don't know. Uh, Sue, I think, got a question wrong here uh, about the, the vine question. Oh. She says, uh, say your name and it will all it will all be cleared up or something. She didn't even talk about walking through the vine. So I, I kind of wish Sue had gotten back first and they had to, like, watch her video. Like, oh, Sue, you got it wrong. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Yeah, Jeff's just, like, reviewing her footage. Like, she, he's, you know, grading a test and He's just like, uh, I don't think we can accept that, Sue. Next camera, please. Yeah, he's like, we have to give you half a point for that. See if you can <laughs> do the get the whole point. Uh, go back in there. But Kelly brings back all five of the masks and her camera first, and Jeff like watches it. You know, Jeff's really into watching stuff uh, like that was watching footage of you know Survivor and of this this challenge. And all five of her answers are correct. And so she wins immunity for the second uh, episode in a row. Did anybody even, did anybody else even make it back with their camera ready to be checked? I don't think so. I think Kelly, Kelly's feeling pretty, uh, Kelly's feeling pressured to win here, I think. Uh, but Sean, we don't see much of Sean at all. And Sean is supposed to be like the one who's like, I'm going to do it. I'm going to win. Like, yeah. Yeah. But he was probably off filming an indie uh, movie production to show at festivals l later. Imagine showing a movie at a festival. And you're like, I created this during a challenge. 
at like in Survivor season one. You guys are gonna love this. It's called Survivor Witch Project. I just came up with that title. Right. He's he's like, oh, I've been waiting to get my own video camera, <laughs> and now is my chance. I have like ten minutes to <laughs> to film this. Probably went to the mud volcano. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Um, so Kelly's going to win, and things are not looking great for Sean the next, or I guess later that day, um, which is also a very rainy and windy day, uh, which, you know, I'm sure Jeff is just playing away on his shell, and it's very, very rainy. Um, but did, Sean did says... Did you say... Oh, sorry. No, go, go ahead. Well, did you say that Sean was not feeling good about his chances? Well, Sean shouldn't have been feeling good about his <laughs> yeah, chances. That's true. Because he's, he he does start off this scene by saying, I'm winning this thing. Uh, yeah. He does acknowledge that it's going to be an uphill battle. I think that's where I was going with that. Ah. that like, he knows that he the odds are not in his favor, um, to use another Hunger Games reference. Nice. Um, but he says, he says he's going to win the whole show. Uh, and not just like get through this one vote, which is really what he should be focused on right now. But he's like, I'm going to win. Yeah, it's really interesting to see this incredible confidence come out of nowhere for Sean. Because before, he hasn't cared at all. Maybe that was his downfall. He finally said he wanted to win, and people just turned their heads. And they're like, whoa, somebody else wants to win? He did mention to Richard at some point in this episode like that he needs to pick it up and like start trying mm-hmm. harder. And maybe Richard was like, no, it's too late. I'm voting <laughs> you off. Because he says yeah. it's between Sean and Rudy, but it's not in Richard's best interest to vote Rudy off at all. Right. Yeah, he did. Rich loves to, uh, he's great on camera for these things because he loves to give these ambiguous quotes like there was ever a, a choice, like there was ever a different option. But I think he probably had that plan together all along. He wasn't going to kick out Rudy. He's got him in his back pocket. You never know. Sean might go back to alphabetical order for all you know. He is a wild card. Right. Um, Sean says that he thinks it's possible that he, Richard, and Rudy might vote together against Sue. Um, but then he says that he thinks Rudy's been ready to slit his throat any minute now. <laughs> yeah, Rudy is terrifying, and uh, apparently, with some of these quotes he's been making. Yeah. Um, yeah, I wrote right here, like, it's just it seems like Sean's going to get voted off. Like he, he really does seem like the odd man out here. And it, 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 it doesn't really make any strategic sense to me that Sean would be voted off, but it just seems to fit. He's like the one guy that everyone seems to not like a little bit more than everybody else. <laughs> right. Kelly says that she's either going to vote for Rich or Sue, but she totally votes for Sean, right? Yep. Yeah, she does. Yeah. Uh, so, again, Kelly, you don't need to say that to us. Like, we're gonna see your vote in the end. You know, say that to, say that to Sean. But it, it really is kind of hurtful how they just repeatedly lie to us, and then we are the lies are revealed just minutes later. Yeah, this is literally like the last thing that's said before they go to tribal council, and it's like <laughs> Kelly's gonna vote for Richard or Sue, and like, yeah, they have the conversation at tribal council, and it's like, no, she voted for Sean. Yeah. But Kelly does say that if she lost, she thinks she might have been the next person voted out at the tribal um, council. This is like the opening question. I think she's definitely on the ropes, but like 
Sean was going to get voted out no matter what if he didn't win. I guess if Sean won instead of Kelly, I think they probably would have voted Kelly off. I think and so. And was Sean, like, we don't really know if Sean was second place, you know? It could have been Richard. Probably was Richard, honestly. If I'm looking at who was probably paying the most attention and, like, wants to win it the most. Like, mm-hmm. I know Sean's talking a big game at this point, but I still don't think he's, like, capable of caring that much about winning that challenge <laughs> yeah he he wanted to make his movie you can't blame the guy right um jeff asked richard how he thinks america will see him and this is interesting in the first season they talk a lot about how they're on tv and how will the public see you they don't really do that uh in the future i think they kind of try to make it less obvious that they know that they're on a TV show, which makes sense as far as like, you know, having a They make it less audio, less uh, evident to the contestants that they're on a TV show. So they don't have the contestants talking about being on a TV show. They talk about being in a game or playing a, like playing a game, not really about on TV. It's just that it's a competition that they're in. Um, And he says that he hopes that they'll see somebody who knew what he was looking for and work toward that as ethically as he could. <laughs> He's got to be full of it right here, right? He's like totally like, this is an inside joke for all the, the people at home. He's been the least ethical out of any of these people. He's 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 King Cobra. He's Richard the Snake. He's he's doing his thing. He's, he's doing well, but he's not doing it in an ethical manner. I mean, I guess he is because he's not really cheating. I don't know. I, I mean, I guess he's following the rules, so in that way, it's ethical, but it's also not ethical at all. It's horrible. I guess <laughs> it's he hard would, to watch. I guess he would say that uh, he's been as ethical as he could, otherwise he would have been voted off. I don't know. Sean has been kind of a golden boy, even though he's made some uh, questionable choices strategically. Um, he really has. I really believe he has tried to attack nobody and be the neutral party, and he's made it this far. So, I don't think you have to absolutely uh, be this uh, Machiavellian prince in order to uh, <laughs> to win this thing. But sure, right. Uh... Yeah, Rudy has asked the same question about how America will see him or how we'll back home see him. And he says uh, he knows that the whole Atlantic fleet is saying, what's that old son of a doing in there? And uh, he said he, he's asked if they are rooting for him. And he said he said they better be behind him. And then Richard <laughs> comes in with this great, uh, great quip. Even after you said you liked a homo. And I don't even think Rudy, like, hears him properly. So it's yeah. kind of awkward. He's like, what? And then Richard isn't going to repeat it. So <laughs> it's just, yeah. yeah. Doesn't oh. Jeff actually, like, push him towards uh, talking more about that, of course? Yeah. Jeff is like, that's interesting. Like, talk about how, yeah. you know, this friendship has blossomed. Like, what is it going to look like? And he's like... Yeah, I hope I never see him again. Yeah, talk again to us. Uh, how you feel about gay people, Rudy? For say right into the cameras. Yeah, it's it's a lot with them trying to get Rudy <laughs> to like say controversial things on camera. Um, but yeah, he said he's gonna shake his hand and hope he never sees him again. Um, until they move next door and share a pool. Right. 
Yes. Um, I love this question that Jeff asked Sue about her comment. I think it's in episode one where she talked about corporate world doesn't work out in the bush, basically. Mm-hmm. And, you know, she she is going to have the better idea about how to play this game because of her blue-collar style. And then she says that you can't tell which, uh, which uh, philosophy won out yet because the game isn't over. Yeah, what she said, I wrote it down, was... It ain't over yet, so you can't say it was one out yet, eh? <laughs> In the most Midwestern accent possible. Yep. Uh, and then she says there's a lot to be said about money, Jeff. And then she talks about how money makes the world go around. And... It's just become a tradition to end each of the tribal council questioning sessions with putting Sue on a soapbox. And, just... and honestly, she usually has some pretty, like, poignant stuff to say even though it kind of like i don't know could have made it a little shorter sue but they clearly see that she's pretty good at public speaking so why not keep asking her these difficult questions right and we talked about sean playing a nice game and we're gonna get to the vote and whenever sean even votes for somebody he's like you're awesome like i would love to hang out with you more but i just have to vote for someone so i'm gonna vote for you or I, I love you, but you're next in the alphabet, so you gotta go. Like, even in his voting, which is just him and the camera, he's like, you know, this person's awesome. And he talk, he right. says Sue, uh, he votes for Sue because it's self-preservation, and he has to vote for somebody, but he, you know, he really likes her, so. It should be noted that he didn't make a, like, compliment pun out of her name, like, Cooleen, so maybe he doesn't care for her that much. Hmm. That's a good point. We'll have to think about what he could have done to Sue or Susan to uh, get the same effect as Cooleen. But yeah, he's a he's... movie maker, so he ought to be able to think of something. <laughs> <laughs> That's very true. Producer, director, uh, writer, he did it all. Right. Uh, it, it is kind of weird to see the voting um, session be so short now. It really did. We only saw two votes. We saw Sean vote for Sue and Sue vote for Sean. And then it was just kind of like, nope, you didn't see anybody else's. And I was still kind of waiting for more votes. And I'm like, oh, this is this is it. This is the final people. These are probably the only two people that are being voted for. It was Sue and Sean. And yep. Sean's definitely out. <laughs> yeah, Sean didn't really have a team of people voting with him. We didn't get enough, I don't think, to suggest that there was really another option here. Like the only person who's talking about it is Kelly, about voting for some for uh, Sue or Rich, but it doesn't really feel like Richard and Rudy are also gonna vote for Sue. So it's pretty clear that Sean's gonna get the vote. Sean gets four votes. Um, I think they read the vote for Sue first, and then it's just Sean, Sean, Sean. And I don't think we see the fifth vote, but which I'll note, we didn't see the fifth vote. Uh, so they've gone back oh. to they've gone back to not showing, like the final vote if it doesn't matter. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, um, and then we get the callback to the story earlier in the episode that Sean's torch has gone out during the Jeff tribal council. Jeff was so counseling. excited to say that he's like, "You guys aren't gonna believe this. His torch went out, just like I said earlier." Ooh, 
And Sean says, somebody must have snuck up behind me and, you know, snuffed <laughs> it. So, um, And then Jeff says, the tribe has spoken and the jungle has spoken. Oh. And snuffs his already snuffed torch, which we I think we noted earlier in the season. He does th- he does this once before. <laughs> yeah, he just like I remember that. Yeah, he just like smiles and puts the snuffer on it, and he clearly sees that there's no flame, and it's all part of the ceremony only. Yeah, and then he as they leave, he talks about he says like you know we're getting down to the end of the game, and we're gonna have a final tribal council. And, you know, you're going to get voted for, blah, blah, blah. But there's still two tribal councils in between now and the final one. So it's kind of weird that he's talking about the final tribal council. I'd imagine a first-time viewer that hasn't been informed of the format of the show might be like, oh, these four are going to be the final four and they're going to get voted for. Well, if you'd like to hear uh, what a first-time viewer did think about that, I was actually confused. I was like, wait, what? Wait, I, I don't think that's happening yet, is it? <laughs> I actually was confused when he said that. That is such good proof that I was correct in <laughs> my thinking here because we have talked about the actual format several times about how the show actually works and the fact that he was still able to confuse you by talking about the final tribal council is proof that this is such an odd choice. Well, I just thought I should trust Jeff, but then I was confused. I was conflicted. Should I trust Brandon or Jeff? Who is right about Survivor? Maybe this has been an elaborate plot, and I've been misleading you about the format of the show, and it's really a final four, and (laughs) the entire next episode is them pleading their case to the jury, and the jury is really only five people instead of seven. I would be so down for that. I wouldn't even be disappointed one bit. You don't want to see the final four have to uh, vote each other out? I mean, I do. It's going to be amazing. But I also want to see them judged for their actions. And mm-hmm. they just pick Kelly. That would be the easiest pick ever for them, I think. You think? Actually, I really don't know how they're going to judge. Like, Are they just going to judge who they think is more deserving because they were a better competitor? Or will they just choose who they think is a better person? <laughs> I would really like for it to be better person personally right well we will see the final tribal council at some point in the next episode but it is not the first it is not the first thing in the next episode i'll spoil that right now it's not it's not time for the final tribal council yet i don't know what jeff's talking about um we don't get scenes from the next episode here but we do hear from sean who says that he likes to think he was the last good person down which is true i think that's true yeah uh, it's it's and I, I I got it really handed to him. I I I didn't think he would ever make it this far. It's hilarious that he he just kind of Mr. Beans his way through the entire uh uh series almost except for that trivia challenge because he did prove he was smarter than anybody who is still on the show currently. So I shouldn't say too many bad things about him. I I, I think he I really. You know, initially I thought it was kind of a weird vote to vote for Sean here because he's like the easiest guy to vote off later. Just keep him to the side. But I think they they really would have gone for Kelly first. Um, and they know they can still go for Kelly. So it's like, just vote Sean off. And, you know, this group of three, Richard, uh, Susan, and Rudy, are 
they can just easily vote Kelly off, which is what, kind of what I think will happen if yeah. she doesn't win. I agree that the that they would have voted Kelly. I think it's often not the case where you can definitively say I do think they would have flipped the script here, but I do think that Kelly was the person who was kind of. I think they all were a little bit upset with her trying to make herself look good with the Pagongs, and so I think they I think they would have turned the tables. And she's proven that she can win more than Sean can at challenges. So it is a little bit scary, I think, if you're the rest of them. Like, who from the uh, the rest of the group is going to compete with Kelly if they have anything, like, remotely physical? Mm-hmm. So we will see what happens. I think we'll do the whole finale and reunion in one episode. It'll be a bit of a longer one next time. Um, but, yeah, do you have you, your current outstanding winner pick is sue and you won't change that here but do you feel do you feel like sue is who you would pick if you were picking from this final four at this point um i actually do think that she's still who i would pick because uh kelly's gone she's not going to make it to the end and if she did she would i think she would probably be chosen um but i think everyone's just gotten to know richard and rudy a little too well and if sue makes it to the end i to the final two i really do think she'll win and i'll i will of course have been right all along (laughs) i'm such a genius yeah yeah we won't we won't even talk about uh i mean what sue was your first pick right she was um yeah i think i think so good going back to didn't we start picking around episode you know eight or nine yeah, I think I think that's right. It was just a roundabout way to eventually get to the correct <laughs> the correct winner pick if Sue does win it. Yeah. Uh, but unfortunately, uh, with the finale being from four down to the winner, if Sue does get voted off at any point, you will not have a chance to re-pick a winner. So this is Sue is your last hope. Oh, here. oh, I didn't even think about that. You're right. She's my last pick. I can't re-pick to, <laughs> to hopefully still get the right. Pick <laughs> right. No, I'm locked in with her. Oh my You're goodness! Locked in. So we'll see what happens. Uh, thank you everybody for listening, and we'll be back next time with a long recap of uh, this season one Survivor Borneo finale. Can't wait to talk about it. Take see ya. Care.